Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It is time for Flip and Friends. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. The executive producer of That Davis Show and Flip and Friends is Ryan Bukovsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1 on Instagram for the sexiness on the gram. And speaking <laughs> of sexy, last but not least, Sydney Brown. Uh, co-host of Second City Sports and also contributor to We Are Ruga Radio. You see a uh, black hockey expert, and I don't mean that he's an expert of black hockey, but he's a black <laughs> man that's an expert of hockey. As you can see with the Sidney Crosby and Alexander Oveskin jerseys that are behind him as they are playing while we are recording this. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice to get, get, nice to get, get a shout out for the light skinned brothers of Crosby and Ovechkin. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. All right, guys, diving straight into it. This is from the, the week. Um, it's not unusual for Secret Service agents to stay out of typically expansive homes regarding uh, their guarding. Instead of using a garage or auxiliary building as their home base to post notes, but Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Um, took to that to an extreme, forcing the Secret Service to install a porta potty outside their home just so they had somewhere to relieve themselves, uh, sources said. The unsightly outdoor bathroom was taken down after neighbors complained. That's when Kushner and Trump details started using a bathroom in a, the Obama's friendly nearby garage. But they were kicked out when a service, uh, a Secret Service supervisor from the Trump Kushner detail left an unpleasant mess in the Obama bathroom. So think about that fuck shit. Right, like you, literal, just, literal, yeah, that's literal fuck shit. Right, <laughs> I'm just sitting there. You're in the, the the former president's home. You're not cleaning up, or I let you know how you really feel. Like, man, I'm about to just get nasty up in this motherfucker. And they had to be like, look, look they were nice. See, this is the thing too with black folk. They were nice enough to let your ass in that motherfucker, and you out there guarding them. You motherfucker, come across the street. What the hell is that? Come on, man. Come on, man. But look, oh, so, they have to take down the porter potty because the other rich neighbors are like, That's ugly. Get that out yeah, of there. Hey, for the prices that that neighborhood probably costs, I don't want to see that damn porta potty. Y'all not doing can, no construction over there. Can they put like a gazebo on top of it or something? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, agents then headed to Vice President Mike Pence's home a mile away to use the toilet. <laughs> or when time was short, counted on a nearby restaurant or even knocked on neighbors' doors. One of those neighbors eventually ended up renting uh, a $3,000 a month basement studio for agents, making $144,000 in taxpayer money by the time the lease expires in September. What? That's our money right there because you won't let them go take a shit in your crib. <laughs> Think about Man. that. $150,000 jagged off because you can't let these cats just... Listen, you could build a damn bathroom in the back of your place for these cats, right? Do a solid... You're, you're millionaires! Oh, my God. Like, you... If we go to Urban Dictionary, we should erase whatever fuck shit is and how this story is. That's the definition <laughs> of fuck shit. I think you nailed it perfectly with that opening <laughs> remark. Would a secret serviceman exiting out of a porta potty in a rich neighborhood is the picture of it? <laughs> <laughs> They're making one hundred and fifty thousand. Did I hear that correctly, or just under? It was one hundred and forty-four. No. That's and what the they charged three hundred thousand. Well, what I what we have what the part right there that's what it's that's what the neighbor made off of the secret service. Oh, All right, he a hundred 
and $44,000 when the lease expires. That's what the neighbor made off of them. And the the worst part, you have to include the Obamas in this motherfucker, which are nasty. Right. And leave leave like uh, a note behind. It's like when then, what is that? The Godfather, when you leave the horse's head? Like that's what they did to Obama. Right. Unbelievable. (laughs) Trying to do to a Jared Kushner and Ivanka. They're not even president. They're not even close. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like this is the Donald doing all this. Right, or his detail doing this. This right. is the, the oh, Pence. This. Oh, Think hey, about, by the way, drive a mile over to Pence. <laughs> Think about like this happening with the Bush daughters or something, or like with, with Chelsea Clinton. You know right. what I'm saying? Like this is the kids detail doing this mess. This, this is like rush hour with Chris Tucker. A million dollars for Chelsea Clinton. It's like <laughs> three hundred thousand for these social, secret security. My goodness. All I right. try to avoid porta potties uh, at all costs unless it's a, a real emergency because you don't know who's been in there, who did, who's shitting, and what, or who cleaned it if they ever cleaned it. I'm it it's you, just dude. not for me. I, listen, I hate porta potties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I did a number two in a porta potty. They had to oh, be about 20 God. years ago, if yeah. that. I mean, I'll, I'll do a number here. one, but like a number two. Dark like, day. It's right. a dude, you have to have bubble guts to the 10th degree <laughs> to go and put your ass anywhere near. I don't even care if you're hovering in a damn porta potty with that blue dot like, at the bottom of that damn thing. Who the hell is Ivanka Trump to think that people don't deserve running water that are protecting <laughs> your ass? <laughs> protecting your ass on top of it. Not like they're like, they, oh, we're just here to do some maintenance on the house. But you know what? And it's funny. I thought I tried with everything to put myself in that situation. And with them, they just look at the Secret Service like a security. And this is probably how they treat their security. You know, they don't be like to, to letting their security shit in their bathroom. Like, oh, take your ass down but, the street. But I'm just saying, put some kind of bathroom outside there, I'm build it next to your people. house. Problem solved. How long would it take? A month max. Oh, on top of that now, and you know, this is a question I wonder. When they have to use the bathroom, does someone have to come and cover for them? Because if that's if that's part of that, if someone comes and cover straight, and as they what they're doing is still wrong. But if you actually lose part of your security because they have to go take a dump at Mike Pence crib a mile away, that's risking your old ass over some shit. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't risk your ass over some shit. <laughs> but they don't want to smell it, right? I'd rather I'm, I'd rather die than smell Listen. that. What's that smell? It smells like poverty's taking a shit in our bathroom. You do that on Obama's. You do you that on Obama's. Oh, you know, All them blacks let you take them shits in their crib. I bet they do. <laughs> Obama just keeps on giving. Just Listen, keeps okay, on real giving. quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. I got a question for both of y'all. Sydney, you can go first. If you're the former president, right? And Ivanka and Jared stay close by your crib. Are you letting the Secret Service shit in your crib? No. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Oh, that's a hell no. That's a no. <laughs> but y'all have to figure something out, buddy. You got to fix something. But this is the thing, too. I'll put you a border potty out in front for him. <laughs> right, right. But you know what? I wonder, I wonder, though. Because uh, clearly Obama's Obama's the president. He has uh, Secret Service for the rest of his life, right? Um, so I wonder, was it a situation where they was like, man, listen, man, y'all, y'all right by. You know, y'all, y'all get the shit in that crib. Like, yeah, we get the shit in that crib, man. Listen, can I come through and shit in that crib too, please? Man, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Obama was like, man, who did this shit over here? 
<laughs> and they details like, man, that was Jared Cushion, this motherfucking Secret Service on Like, don't I told y'all don't let you let them motherfuckers back in the And then oh, Brian, you you good? Uh-oh. CBS picks it up for ten episodes. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay, you froze. You I'm froze losing. for a second. Yeah. Am I? Are you losing me? No, you're good now. You're good He's now. He's in there taking shit. <laughs> they uh, they can uh, obviously hear us, so maybe they're they're glitching me out. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, this is from the Chicago Tribune. Uh, Lowe's Hotels on Saturday canceled a planned fundraiser at its uh, Portfolio Bay Hotel in Universal Orlando for U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, who, of course, you know, if you follow this shit, this show, fuck him for life. Uh, who spearheaded the objection uh, to President-elect Biden's win in Congress on January 6th, which will live in infamy now. A highly Republican from Missouri, was also shown in a photo raising his fist in solidarity with the pro-Trump pro- protesters on Capitol Hill prior to the violent assault on Capitol, uh, the Capitol building. We are horrified and opposed to the events at the Capitol building, all who supported inside the actions, Lowe said in a statement on Twitter. In light of this event, uh, for our safety and our guests and team members, we have informed the host of February's fundraiser that we will no longer be held at Lowe's Hotel. The event was listed as being a highly affiliated political committee fighting for Missouri, which raised more than $272,000 for Holly in the 2020 election cycle. Holly does not face a uh, re-election until 2024. So listen, fuck Lowe's for life. I, I, now we can't go to the movie theaters <laughs> whenever them bitches open back up. All right, if they ever. Right. Now you can go rent one in Indiana for hundred bucks to watch an old movie. <laughs> Actually, listen, if I was a youngster, if I boy, if I was a youngster, I I'd be doing some nasty stuff in one of those movie theaters, uh, get a couple buddies or whatever for a hundred. I remember oh, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Let me start going in the way back machine. Remember getting it on at the show, but uh <laughs> But yeah, so Josh Holly and Lowe's, but it still points out to you. And I mean, you look, sometimes I don't think we look at um, financial uh, companies and, and their financial dealings when it comes to uh, service people that are in um, in Congress or just elected officials, I guess what I'm trying to say. And that's one of the things that I know a lot of people were saying as far as what took place on January 6th, uh, really how to make a change is to hit the companies up that support these elected officials and get them to uh, shame them into not supporting these elected officials. So it's, it's funny you see that this point out with Lowe's and Josh Hawley, who, man, this kid needs to be punched in his fucking face, like, and kicked a little bit when he's on the ground, you know, so with some wing tips, you know, some hard, hard bottoms, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> I never got kicked with some hard bottoms, but I, I feel like it hurt. A lot, but that needs to happen to Josh Holly to say things. <laughs> Do you ever get kicked by some by a baby when you know they wear those hard shoes to try to balance? Ooh, oh, yeah. that, the, that hurts like you know what. Especially if they're standing like you like let's say you're holding them and you mm-hmm. you they can kick you in your lowers or whatever with the oh mm-hmm. listen, that, my little brother I believe did that to me a time or two. Mm-hmm. Um definitely oh, listen, they don't even really make they don't even have those shoes for kids anymore. They they don't. Like I mean, I know from having two kids, neither one of them had hard bottom shoes like I had hard bottom shoes when I was a kid my little mm-hmm. brother who was nine years younger than me he had hard bottom shoes and he also had to wear to, uh, to correct his his his, his um, how he walked as far as his foot was turned in or, or something like that they had like screws you screwed in the bottom had this bracket uh, to, to get his foot to kind of be straight or whatever uh, but yeah those were some the Forrest Gump like the Forrest Gump no it wasn't the Forrest Gump how dare you <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, to keep going with the, the political side, this is a good one. This is from The Guardian. An associate of Rudolph Giuliani told a former CIA officer a presidential pardon was going to cost $2 million. This is from the New York Times reported on Sunday. The latest bombshell to break across the last chaotic days of Donald Trump's presidency. The report detailed widespread and in some cases lucrative lobbying involving people seeking a pardon as Trump's time in office winds down. The 45th president, impeached twice, will leave power on Wednesday when, uh, when, with their inauguration of Joe Biden. The former CIA officer, uh, John Kiriko, who was jailed in 2012 for leaking the identity of an operative involved in torture, told the Times he laughed at the remark uh, from the associate of Giuliani's, the former New York uh, mayor, who is also Trump's personal attorney, is reportedly a possible pardon recipient himself. Two million bucks? Are you out of your mind? Kiriko reportedly said. Even if I had two million bucks, I wouldn't spend it to recover a seventy, a $700,000 pension. A $700,000 pension. Damn. An associate of Kiriko reported the conversation to the FBI. So, dude, listen, this is the thing with me. Trump, let's, let's let you know Trump ain't has, doesn't have as much money as he says he has. Right? Because, I mean, listen, I'm not saying $2 million is a lot of money. But it's like, dude, that's if you're a billionaire, that's pennies to a certain degree. Like, why would you sell your name for $2 million if you're a billionaire? You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a billionaire. Why would you? Why? Why am I going to be pardoning people who don't deserve to be pardoned? Now, I understand that presidents pardon people all the time. You know what I'm saying? This isn't just the Trump thing. Uh, some of the people that he's pardoned have have been eye-raising, like the Blackwater murderers that he pardoned, to say the least, and all those political officials who were corrupt that he pardoned. But shit, just two mil, man? Golly, son, you all struggling. And that makes it even worse, the fact that, and due to how that pack is structured that he built right after the election, that he got $250, $250 million from you motherfuckers, and he could spend it. It's not like he got to give it to another Republican and help people uh, stay in office and running their campaign. He, he can do whatever the fuck he want, and you gave him another $250 million. This, this destitute, broke-ass billionaire. You know this motherfucker ain't no damn billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> That's like our theme now for the show. It's just like how the system is just such BS. Like, even with that Josh Howley thing that we were talking about before, it's like, Every politician's in the pocket of somebody. Every, like, you see the studies from Forbes. If you have money, it's so much easier to make more money. It's so much harder to go broke. It's, like, impossible to go into debt. Like, there's, like, poor people, like, regular person broke, and then there's rich person broke. And that's just, like, it's always this way. And then with him, it's even worse with Don because... He has so many laws and so many influences for his own businesses that he's been using with his White House privilege. Right. So it's just like complete and utter BS and a nice little spit in the face to everybody that can see it. <laughs> it definitely is. It's a spit with a bit of fuck you on the side of it. Like, right. Fuck, right. fuck you. Right? <laughs> Give me my money. Yeah, like, speaking of loophole, let me hit in the eye and let me get you a little after shot right in the mouth. <laughs> Ugh. Speaking of loopholes in the system, didn't um, Donald Trump, uh, didn't he file bankruptcy at least six or seven times? He's made yeah, a lot of, he, he, yeah, he was trying to buy an NFL team, but, you know, he didn't have enough, so. Yeah. I mean, it got to the situation where, um, what is it? Is this Deutsche Bank? I forget what bank he uses, but this, the question is, why do they always still uh, loan him money because due to all those bankruptcies, Sydney, other banking institutions forbid the, the, their people from loaning them money. 
You know what I'm saying? So the question, and then like even with like the Trump Tower here, the, uh, I don't know if it's Deutsche Bank or not, but they they sat there and he basically uh, defrauded on the on, on the, the loan payment, and they basically forgave his ass. It's like something that's really corrupt. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm saying going on with it, but yeah, like hey. he's he's born with a silver spoon, right? Like his dad made all the money. But what he's done to maintain all his money is he's taken complete advantage with bankruptcy laws. That's like mm-hmm. a huge part and tax evasion. Like these are huge tools in his uh, golf bag, if you will. Not just his, a lot of people that are, that oh, are yeah. well off. These are huge tools that, that they use to hide their money and look, For look sure. at our infrastructure and how these people don't pay their fair share, but they have, they're the 1%. You know, that's one of the things that you got to get more money. Just like um, the article, uh, from like last week or the week before, we're talking about Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and how dog, Elon Musk had like three, thirty billion dollars before the pandemic. That motherfucker got like a hundred and seventy or hundred and thirty billion dollars. They like yeah. this this past year, he made over a hundred billion dollars, and Bezos did too. Like the the amount of money that yeah. they made, you see how Bezos made it because shit, we all ordering shit now, and when we're at the fucking yeah. crib. You know what I'm saying? So it, it it got rid of all the competition for the most part, especially when you close the shit down. And we ordered the fuck out of Amazon from the fresh store to wherever else the yep. fuck you got to get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you if Don't you get eBay too, yeah, dude. If, if listen, I wish I had a dream about some shit like this last year that was so believable that I could have put some money in some some fucking Uber Eats and DoorDash mm-hmm. and all this other right. shit that was gonna fucking be an, an essential damn near if you want to try to stay away from fucking COVID for the most part. And, you know, it, it's such BS, too. I read an article how, like, you know who's profiting the most during the pandemic? Billionaires, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And you just see it. It's like how many, even millionaires down to, you know, people that just, I don't know, high-end, upper middle class or whatever. And you have to give up on your business because of a pandemic, and they are just coming and gobbling, 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 gobbling. Like, we'll invest, we'll invest, we'll pick it up when it's low, and then mm-hmm. when everything gets high again... We'll make even more money. Facts. Then listen, that's how the wealthy stay wealthy. <clears throat> Fortunately, when you have such a, um, a, a such a disproportionate amount of wealth, you know what I'm saying? Like th- th- it allows them to one have power. All right, because they can lobby and do whatever to get make sure that the rules that they like. They can own media companies, so the story and the narrative they they want to get right. out. Bezos owns uh, the Post, the Washington yeah. Post. He owns the Post. Look at Rupert Murdoch. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime you see that, it's always like it, it, that's always wild to me because I've never in my head like, man, I want to own a newspaper. And you just think about the type of power you have when you like, listen, even if even if to say that you don't tell your editors or whoever this is the narrative I want, they get a vibe of what you like and what you don't like. You know, what and I'm they saying? know so, what story might piss off the owner. Exactly, this is what won't. Exactly. So that's that's always to me a, a slippery slope when you have these people fall this power, uh, owning necessarily how the stories uh, are getting out to us, and we always kind of have to look at it with someone with a jaundiced eye and not always take it for facts and look through it and look behind it and try to find out all the details ourselves if we can't find them out. <clears throat> all right. Totally. This is from the Chicago Tribune. You would think that DuPage County Public Defender Jeff York will be happy to see the end of cash bail in Illinois. As promised by the criminal justice uh, legislation that passed Wednesday, and he is for the most part. 
While clients of lesser means wouldn't have to sit in jail until trial, he said, others now receive affordable bails could see them taken away as nervous judges weigh the possibility that accused uh, could commit other crimes if released. It really depends on how it ends up getting applied, York said. I don't know what the judges will do. Such uncertainty is hanging over much of the state's criminal justice system as prosecutors, police, and defense attorneys ponder the consequences of one of the most sweeping pieces of legislation to pass the Illinois General Assembly in years. Aside from abolishing cash bail across Illinois on January 1st in 2023, the whole the overhaul creates a more robust statewide system for tracking law enforcement misconduct and decertifying officers who commit wrongdoing. It also requires every officer to be equipped with a body camera by 2025. That's too fucking long. Does away with requiring sworn affidavits uh, for people filing complaints against police. The bill still uh, needs J.B. Prisker's uh, signature, Governor J.B. Prisker's signature before it becomes law. But he said Friday he's very pleased with the bill. He did not commit to signing it, though he noted eliminating cash bail was one of the central issues of his campaign. Uh, you know where I stand on mo most of the issues with the bill, he said, because the General Assembly has passed measures adjourned and new set lawmakers uh, have been sworn in. Prisker can't use his amendatory veto powers to ask lawmakers to remove portions of the bill he may not he might not like. I'm sure um, Jesse has to like this one, Ryan, huh? <laughs> no, I mean, I asked. Wallace, your boy. Oh, Stevie? Yeah, Stevie. I'm sorry, Stevie. I'm sure Stevie uh, has to really... I'm sure it's one of those things that Stevie was probably out there fighting for with the uh, Illinois... Um, what's the number of the fund? Uh, uh, Chicago Votes. Yeah, Chicago Votes. With Chicago Votes. Shout out to shout out to Stevie. I'm sure it's one of the things that Stevie has been fighting for. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts? I thought you were the... talking about Reverend Jesse. I know. I, I know what you said. But what... So what are you guys' thoughts on a, a elimination of cash bail? Sid, do you want to go? Let me no. just say this. I, I find it hard to believe that uh, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way. For, if you can't, <laughs> I know Davis is ready for something. I, I, I can tell. I can tell. Sydney be Sydney. But if, if you don't have enough money to pay bail, whoever's going to bail you out, they sit you in jail until whenever the bell is paid or if you can't pay it at all, you had to go through a trial that yeah. you call me crazy. It just, that just doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm always bothered by that, especially on call me crazy, but silly violations like traffic tickets or, you know, something to that degree of lesser crimes, not bigger crimes. I understand that, but for lesser crimes, you don't have enough bail to, um, to, to get yourself out. That just doesn't make sense to me. I think call me crazy, but I think it's a system on purposes to keep more, keep more people in jail in the system uh, anyway. Go ahead and say black. Put the black on top of it. Well, it's like us in there, yeah. You didn't, you didn't go Sidney Brown on that one. I thought you was going to go straight Republican on this, on this one. Like, you mugs need to be in jail. No. Um, no. It, it, what's the point that Sidney make it is that what you have in a lot of situations are people that are in their cash bond is like $300. And they can't get someone to pay three hundred dollars. Like, mm -hmm. just for real, like to be. I mean, I could give someone three hundred dollars, but I'm be like, wait, hold up. And how quickly is this coming right back to me? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, especially if you're a working adult. You know, like now, if this is like my, my nieces or nephews or something like that, that's different. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But when you look at the fact that so many people have to sit and rot in in jail, basically, because these people aren't in prison, they're in jail because they haven't been convicted um, mm -hmm. until the trial, which trial could be a year away, plus during the pandemic. Trials have been pushed back. 
Mm-hmm. So you have people sitting there for a year, as Sydney said, for traffic violations or, uh, and I know now it's changed, but back in the days for like marijuana possession. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, think, we're not talking about violent criminals. You know what I'm talking about? What we're saying, we're talking about people that, you know, they, they may have broken the law, but they, they, not to the extent where it, getting them off the streets is beneficial to the rest of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not a threat to us, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say. So I'm, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I haven't necessarily been in a situation. I mean, I've definitely been arrested, but I never had to pay bail. I, I got an eye bottom. That's not the same. But uh, pay bail or anything like that. But uh, it's good. It's good to see that, you know, because if you look at, um, what's the, um, what's the uh, dude that's in charge of all the prisons here? And uh, what's this, like, Dart D? I forget the, the dude's name. Um, but I know he has been fighting for it a long time because he always talks about how many people. Tom Darton? Yeah, Tom, I believe it's Tom Darton. He yeah. always talks about the people that were in Cook County that didn't uh, uh, jail that didn't necessarily need to be up in there. How you know they were over? They, they were they, there was too many people in, basically in there uh, for offenses that they should be out if they didn't have to wait on cash bail. So to me, in a um, just society, a, 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 a progressive civilization, yeah, this stuff like this needs to happen. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I echo basically everything that you guys are saying. And this, again, speaks to the theme of what we've been talking about. Like, I've always pretty much hated the bail system because it leans for the people that are rich or that have resources. Like, you could be, we're talking violent criminal if you want, potentially. Like, you could have a a million-dollar bail and still some people can get out. Who can get out? The super rich. You know, like... And obviously, if you are even something just a lower crime and it's $300, like you said, Ken, I mean, look at me here in Arizona. I I don't know anybody. I don't know who's just going to just drive over $300 while I'm sitting in prison. (laughs) Like, And people have that all over the place, you know? People have that Mm -hmm. in Chicago. People have that in any parts of major cities all over the place. And then if we're talking $300, it's probably, like you said, some petty crime where – do you even need a bail to begin with? Like, it doesn't make sense. Obviously, if you're a murderer, you want that person in jail. But if you still make it available, that it's like, well, if you're rich enough, you shouldn't have to sit in jail. Like, I wonder. Go ahead. It, it, it just uh, it speaks to a really ridiculous system. And a lot of times it. It works, I guess, because a majority of people can afford these small cash bonds and have someone that can do it. But there's a lot of people that become complete victims of it that we don't even care about. And then you got the other side that should be victims, but they have so much resources that they're just above the rules. I just wonder what's the demo for people that are in jail in Arizona and who would be making you their bitch? Would it be some skinhead? Why am I the bitch? I, I, I can't be making that ponytail's go. You're gonna be somebody's bitch. For real. <laughs> hey. I can see somebody. I can see somebody stroking your. Where you think you're going? We'll sit your ass back here. See, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking they stroke it, and then that's why I do a killer move right there, and then I'm in charge of that bitch. And then when you wake back up, and you're ready. oh yeah. <laughs> All right, on the lighter note, uh, Batwoman star, I think this is Javicia Leslie, uh, reveals that Stacey Abrams is a big-time Bat fan as well. She's been very supportive, says the actress who, for anybody that doesn't know, she took over for Batwoman, the lady that was playing her last year left the show. This sister took over. 
uh, says the actress who takes over for, oh, I just says it right here, I didn't even know, takes over the Cape Cow in season two for Ruby Rose after she famously exited the Batcave at the end of the show's freshman year. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. I think she's going to love this season, and I hope we make her proud. Watch out for the video above, she also wrote. The Watcher Abrams just watched the show when she could be on the show. Leslie agrees with Abrams should visit the Gotham City during the second season, which premieres on the 17th of uh, this month at 8 p.m. on CW. Let's suit her up as a hero, she says, before switching gears to another uh, even better pitch. How about this? Let's suit her up as an anti-hero. That'd be fun, a supervillain. I think she could go through the comics and find one to bring to Gotham and go ahead and suit her up. Stacey Abrams got better shit to do than this. Uh, Miss Leslie, then worrying about uh, sooner she she my president. Fuck all this bullshit. <laughs> she got better shit, but I'll say this. I'll say this. This week, I stumbled across uh, uh, Jacia Javicia. Let me look at the name one more time. Javicia. I think that's it. Javicia. I stumbled across Javicia this week. I went down a rabbit hole on that one, buddy. That's a nice looking sister right there, Sydney. Okay. You should check her out. <laughs> you don't like her. You don't like, you're like, like go, go hit the image on the Google. Or when you do the Google search, hit image. All right. And go okay. She's a nice look, nice looking sister. Uh, uh, definitely. I believe and the crazy thing about the character, because I, I don't know now, I could be wrong about this. Leslie may be bisexual. She, I think she mentioned in an article that she's bisexual. Um, the lady Ruby Rose, because the character of uh, 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 Batwoman is a lesbian. Um, and the uh, Ruby Rose, so that they, they want to keep that because she will continue to be uh, a lesbian because they want to, uh, you know, give a character, a strong character for the LGBTQ uh, plus community. But again, man, watching those, I can't. I listen. Part of the reason I, only, I put this in here, Ryan, when you left, it was just to talk about how beautiful this sister was. She's she's a, a beautiful creature to say the least. And I was hoping uh, that did you keep the Captain America? This in there. It's the last one okay. we're going out. Thank goodness, because that's the big one. That's the one where I was like, oh, Cap's a bitch. Here we go. All right. Here we go. This is from Variety. Chris Evans may be dusting off the cobwebs from his Captain America shit. Also, when I first saw this, because how you had it, like, Cap is returning, I was like, Colin Kaepernick? So uh, just... (laughs) Hey, I would have put a K instead of a C. You're right, you're right, you're right. Just two years after retiring, like the bitch he is, not Chris Evans, but Cap, the character, uh, <laughs> retiring as the Avengers leader. Evans is eyeing a return in Marvel, Com- Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, in some nebulous capacity. Uh, Deadline, which first broke the news that Evans was eyeing another uh, star-spangled turn, suggests that the actor won't anchor his own movie, but will instead pop up in another Avengers standalone adventure. It's the news that should, uh, every fan's spirit should, be, should have every fan's spirit soaring. But when and where, you ask? Who will he? Who will he? What? Who will he play? What do you mean? Who will he play? Uh, is Dear Captain America returning to the big screen? Well, that's unclear. The actor also uh, booked to play. Oh, the actor Chris Evans also booked to play uh, Buzz Lightyear and Pixar's Lightyear in 2022. Also, just before we jump into that, because I didn't see the last um, Toy Story. Me neither. So, and it seemed like because everyone is like, Woody's almost ready to go. So I guess Woody left this time because Buzz got his own one. Is, right. is this a prequel? Like the first? I don't know. Buzz I don't before know. the also, Buzz. Wait, wasn't um, what what did Tim Allen used to do? Buzz, right? Yep, yep, yep. So what happened? Did they got rid of Tim Allen, or He's was like too red? Yeah, I was about to say that too. I was about to be like, you, you love Trump too much, Tim Allen, too, old guy, right? Every time I see the last man standing, I'll be like, motherfucker. Right? <laughs> Me too. And remember, Criminal, remember he got popped for being a drug dealer back in the day. Yeah. Too, right? 
Like, right. Motherfucker. Right. But listen, I think he the first motherfucker that won't cash by the States. Boy. Fucking Tim Allen. Oh, like, my God. I don't well, want it. At home, living with my mom, she'd have, like, just TV on randomly. She wouldn't even be watching. She'd be asleep. And last man standing would be on you mother, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> right, like Tim, when you found that shit, I was like Tim for real. Tim? Like, I know, like he's like, oh, it's unfair. I'm a celebrity and I can't be a writer. Yeah, right, <laughs> I can't say what I want to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, you listen, this is the crazy part about Tim. Allen. The fucking Victor drug dealer made it to being one of the highest paid TV actors during his reign. Right, and you don't understand privileges at that fact. You think that could have happened to one of us? Right. Okay, shut your ass down, Tim. Allen. But anyway. Bitch ass. But yeah, we got to talk about Cap being a bitch. Oh, listen, I said this. So we had a, on the text chain, Melvin uh, put the Cap was returning. I, I was like, man, fuck Cap. If you know, fuck Cap for life. Team Iron Man here. If motherfucker killed my parents and I was your boy and you didn't tell me and I find out, motherfucker furniture is moving all over this motherfucker. I'm on your ass hot. Go ahead. Can- and I want you to say your thing of why Cap's a bitch, especially at Endgame, how it ends. Okay, and this is another thing, too, all right? If Cap wants to go, I mentioned this in the text thread, if he wants to go be with whoever, the, I can't forget, remember the old lady's name in right now? Uh, I yeah. I don't think she Agent Carter. If she Agent Carter, listen, whoever. Yeah, Carter, yeah. She Agent Carter. Carter. If Cap wants to go be with Agent Carter so damn bad, then meet her ass in heaven and let Tony go home to his motherfucking daughter. All right, and this you and you, Captain America. You got these these true values. I know you believe in, in Jesus Christ, don't you? <laughs> Tony got Tony got to do all the work, right? All got the MCU started, right? Put the Avengers together with the with with, with uh with uh, uh what's his name Fury, right? They got to do all this shit, and then got to go complaining, Captain America, the all entire time. time. All this bitching and complaining and whining, right? Being an anti-government. Now Cap is anti-government. Nah, we can't just be following them. Got your serum because of these motherfuckers, right? And then he's, he's, he's saying he's gonna take a bullet and he would die for any of them, but he's not gonna let Tony go home to his daughter. And look, look, right, right. And then, look, that's him, so he can go get some back in 1946. All right, like Tony, I know, Tony, I know you love your daughter, but I got some shit. I got some trim waiting for me. You were living. It's my turn to live, baby. It's the cap's turn. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and then like, you think about this. If Cap can get is, is running around through time, go and save Tony ass here, Cap. All right, since you're supposed to be Captain America, right. you can grab the glove. Right. Grab the glove. Go ahead, make the snap. Right. You got Mr. your time with Miss Carter. Right. Oh, Cap's so bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, this is my other thing. What the hell could that movie even be about? He can't do anything, otherwise, he messes up the timeline. And if he were to fight some villain to do something to help, uh, you know, America or save Miss Carter or whatever, then he's literally being the bitch that can't just go grab the glove and do the snap himself. Listen, first of all, if it's some flashback shit, like it's happened in two different timelines, and also we already know basically after um, um, Doctor Strange comes out, there's going to be multiverses in um, the MCU. So will it be some multiverse stuff where in this universe, Cap didn't go back into time. You know what I'm saying? Be something like that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I just say off top, man, Cap is the most selfish motherfucking icon. Oh. 
that you could ever see. The first thing that motherfucker do was go get some ad, some old school ad. Right? It's like real America. Like, like America listen. is right now, selfish. Listen, he's like, listen, you, you uh, 21st century women, you know, y'all got vaginas. That's yeah. straight. But back them World War II motherfucking bitches, they got coaches. <laughs> And I'm going back to give me some. <laughs> I never even got in the first time, but I know it. <laughs> I know it. I know it. <laughs> what? What oh my god, I loved. Oh, I love that reasoning okay. at the end I, of Endgame. I agree. I, like no one can even argue with you. Dude, like come back, grab the glove, quit being a bitch, and let Tony go with his daughter. Listen, I'll tell you this. Look, go go spend three years with a girl. Keep in shape. Go spend five years with her, right? Jump your ass back to where Thanos means with this glove and take this motherfucking glove. I got a kid at the crib, right? Right. Yeah. You gotta help get the walker, then get there a week in advance and start hiding where you right. need to hide and right. get in exactly. there. <laughs> this is another. This is another part too. This. This. Listen. This. I. I just. This just ran across my mind. Let you know how selfish fucking Cap is. So what? Your homie, right? Gonna whack my motherfucking parents. You're not gonna tell me, right? And right. then you gonna motherfucking orphan my motherfucking daughter. Off, right. 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 I'm like, you awesome. don't you owe me? Don't you owe me, motherfucker? Right. And Cap came to him to get right. the band back together. No, that's on you. All right. That's what that's what Cap said, man. That's on you. Like, dude, it's like, what the fuck, man? Come on, man. So think again, about man. the greater good, Tony. Except when I. I'm in the person in my position that I can take. There is literally, a, have you seen Parks and Rec at all? A little bit. Aziz Ansari plays this character. He's like, whenever people ask me, should I take the high road or the low road? I always take them to t- tell them to take the high road. That way it leaves me all alone taking the low road. That's Captain America. That's Cap. All, all the way to that 1943 coochie. <laughs> I'll never die for you, baby. I'll never die for you. Listen, you got this AIDS. I'm going back to give me some old school DD. Watch. Probably he couldn't do the walker and take the glove because that's the day that she like dies or something. And he's just like, oh, I got to go mourn instead and let Tony die because fuck Tony. <laughs> Listen, Cap should have a t shirt made back to it that says, fuck <laughs> <laughs> with, with, on the back of it, Iron Man all blown up after the fucking crap. Like with a giant cigar, like he's like in the 1950s, something with this kind of Tony, you idiot. Ah, yeah, you idiot. Oh, Hope you oh. find your parents in heaven, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That was a good one, Ryan. Good work, my kid. All right. You can always check out Sydney on Second City Sports and his writing for Real Riga Radio. You can always check out me and Ryan on that Davis show and also here at the Flip with Sydney. Uh, we're going to get into football heavy uh, this Tuesday. It's going to be me and Ryan uh, this week. Uh, we may have a guest maybe later in the week, but we're going to, me and Ryan, are going to give you our football thoughts from, and maybe have some bears, but around the league, we're probably going to talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson. All right. I know that's probably going to be one of, one of the topics. Unfortunately, we love black quarterbacks, but. Listen, Week Martin. We have some got, suspicion, though. We have some yeah, suspicion. I, yeah, not, I didn't mean Week Martin. Though. He's the defense coordinator. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, 
yeah, we got, you got to come to court. You got to come down here. We got to have a discussion, bro. You know, like some, mm-hmm. we got to have a discussion. Rex Ryan and some of your thoughts, you, you got to come down. We got to have a discussion, bro. So uh, definitely uh, make sure you check out that Davis show and follow all of us. Follow me at that's Davis, follow Sydney at Sydney Brown and follow Ryan, follow Ryan at Ryan B ski and Ryan B ski one on Instagram. Um, always be safe. Uh, look out this week, man, with this inauguration. Cause you don't know what the fuck may take place. Hopefully everything's calm and we don't have to worry, but just stay low. I'm going to get strapped sooner or later or strapped more for you motherfuckers that may try to come in now. Legally <laughs> or illegally. We have to pretend that we're always camping at this point. Right, yeah. Always. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the show. Always camping. Yes, Ryan. Oh, we camping and we pretending like we camping everywhere. Right? I mean, because Sydney, legally, 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 okay, legally. No. No, I'm not scratching off serial numbers. Look, I'm not trying to murder nobody. They hey, Sydney's the one with that burner phone. He's not. Know, he's Sydney, not worried about legal guns. Listen, Sydney, listen. Sydney opens up that closet back there. This shit looked like a scene from from Hobbs and Shaw. Who was that? <laughs> Greg, who was Greg Hardy? Threw the girl. Threw the, the girl gun, on, like, on the couch full of guns. Like he opens that, the guns just come right down. The bed of guns. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we always appreciate it. Uh, don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again, Sydney. We go. The flip.